amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio.
and they can't get up to beat the Giants. This is typical Alex Smith, Andy Reid, Kansas City Chiefs. The reason that Andy Reid is one of the most overrated coaches that there is. Yeah, he's a decent coach. He's a decent coach. But every year, his teams seem to get up to these freaking hot, steaming, amazing, fast-paced, phenomenal starts. And then every year, they lose momentum. It never fails. It never fails. And the Giants, of course. And the only reason I'm really that pissed off about this game is because, obviously, I picked the Kansas City Chiefs as my lock in my survivor pool when there's like four of us left. And, of course, of course, yeah, it was a rough week all around. Don't get me started on the Dolphins. They're not, gonna, they're not going to be a topic of the show anymore for the season. They need to phone this one coming in because going to Foxborough, this is an embarrassment waiting to happen. Like, this is going to be bad. Spread came in at 16, fluctuating a little bit between 15 and 17. Patriots are going to beat the Dolphins down so badly that I, I, I'm not I, – there's never a time where I don't watch the game. There's times where I might turn it off for maybe four minutes to cool down and I flip back to it. This one, I don't know, man. And on the flip side of this Dolphins-Patriots game, the Patriots, dude. I, I, I hate to do it, but for the last 15 years, they've just been bullying the AFC East. I mean, they've been stuffing each one of these teams in the lockers and laughing as they do it. They're the high school bully picking on junior high kids. This is essentially what this is, and they, they deserve all the credit, man. Brady hasn't lost a freaking step. And they lose guys. They, they just they, the, the things that they do with these little white dudes, it, it doesn't matter who's on the field. It does not matter what their personnel is. It doesn't matter. They draw up the game plan. They execute it. It, it could be Deion Lewis one week. It could be Mike Gillespie one week. It could be Bartellus Bennett one week. It could be Julian Edelman. I know he's hurt. It could be Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan, these freaking nobodies that they turn into stars, and they've been doing it for years. And it never falls off. Tom Brady's 40. He's still out there making the Oakland Raiders look like a high school, look like a college football team. Oakland had no answer defensively. Brady just played with them. The final score was 33-8 to or whatever it was. It could have been 53-8. They just took their foot off the gas because they said, we don't have to. Don't tire Tom out. Tom says, yeah, I like Mexico. I might come back here. Yeah, no shit, man. Enough. Again, I don't know if Beck's here. I don't know if the phone lines are open. I know Mad Money's not here. I'm holding it down, though. I'm Efane. Hey, B's all probably just – he's already sulking somewhere in the corner because he knows the kind of – we're going to make a $100 bet on this one. I don't know if I'm supposed to discuss his finances on the air, but I'm going to do it until he comes in, chimes in, and cuts me off. We're supposed to put the $100 on this one. Game starts at 730. I'm pumped. I don't think that the Celtics are as good as they as everybody claims they're going. Maybe everybody doesn't think that they are. All right, good. So maybe you don't have a microphone, but somebody's working this thing. I'm glad to see we're still going. I don't think that I don't think that the NBA world is even fearing the Celtics. I, I don't because what's the fear? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, that other big white dude that they put in that actually seems tougher than Kelly Olynyk now that he comes down to South Beach. It's just Kyrie. And a good, a very solid cast of characters around him. But eventually, this streak's coming to an end. It's coming tonight. But I still want the three points that the spread came in at. And I don't think I'm too crazy for asking about that. So, uh, Ray Allen's gay now. Um, congratulations. Uh, apparently, you got a big catfish dish on Grinder. Group for Grinder. The wireless customer you are calling is not available. Please try again later. El cliente de servicio móvil al que llama no se encuentra disponible. Favor de intentar más tarde. Message 1, MD03UL. The wireless customer you are calling is not available. Please try again later. El cliente de servicio móvil al que llama no se encuentra disponible. Favor de intentar más tarde. Message 1, MD03UL. So no one knows if the Blitz is up and running right now. I'm going to need the text line to come, come in with some text here because nobody seems to know. Beck, I know you're holding it down. Mad Money, I know you can't be here tonight. The show goes on. Because I'm too pumped about this game, dude. This is the first NBA game of the whole regular season I'm actually freaking pumped about. Because I can't wait to take your stupid face back. 
and just rub it in the smug, the smug that I'm going to produce after this one. Because I hate the Celtics. I do. I liked it. was cute when they put this little scrub team together, dude, and it's like, oh, man, that's, that's, that's dope. Like, okay, Kyrie's, you know, he's, one, he's a really good player, and they got some other kids, and here comes Gordon Hayward with his little slick haircut, and then, you know, he breaks his leg, and this is a cute story. Yeah, 16 in a row. Man, they got heart. They got grit there in Boston. I already kissed one Boston team at ass tonight. I'm not doing two. Okay? So what we're going to do here is we're going to drink mm, 13, 14 beers, right? We're going to turn the volume up on this TV. Yeah, I'm here with you. The only way. What's up? Yeah, I can't wait to rub this mug in your face, dude. I'm going to. Bound to happen, bud. And I think we got a caller on the line. Let's go to our caller. Woo! Yo, what up, Teddy here? Teddy! Hey! Is the show on the air? Teddy here. Yeah, yeah. You're here? All right. That's cool, man. I like that, dude. What's going on? What's happening, man? Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. I am so, so thankful to have you guys providing entertainment as I drive through the entire state of... Virginia, and I was oh. going to reach out to KB and say, hey, man, how did you stay entertained during your long drives through Virginia to High Point University? <laughs> and uh, and I figured I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. So uh, just calling in, check in. Um, you guys uh, hopped off the air for a minute. Uh, still sounded great, though. Still sounded great. Oh. Um, I, got, oh. I got two takes, actually uh, just one. But uh, LeBron and Kyrie, that whole – situation oh, real quick did you say ray allen's gay yeah is that real we're getting to the bottom of it we got our best guys on the staff on it right now all right all right well i love all this hype about the celtics here in the first half of the season when they're winning 14 15 straight games whatever it is and tonight yeah you're gonna have a really good time cracking open 11 12 beers to the tv up real loud do whatever you want but mm-hmm. it's gonna be lebron in the championship and i'm going to bet ah! A whole case of that mad dog hot sauce, and uh, and we'll take it from there. So I'll let you guys talk about it. Take care. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, Teddy. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, Beck, you want to chime in on this one first, considering you haven't been on the air yet. You want to you want to get out your Thanksgiving um, thanks, or what do you want to do here? Okay, cool. I'll go ahead and take the lead on this one. Then. Uh, Teddy, I agree with you 100 percent, man. I called it right right, right on tip off. First game of the season on the Blitz. I told you, Blitz, this is the year that LeBron James, like, he's, he's going to win this one. It'll be the last year in Cleveland. He's going to go on his way, and he's going to get the championship. It's going to be Cleveland versus Golden State for the fourth year in a row. And the Celtics story is nice, and they're looking like they're going to be there in the Eastern Conference Finals, considering the Eastern Conference is as weak as it is. Uh, LeBron's going to do – the thing that everybody everybody likes to overreact, and we know this, I mean, this is just – that's the nature of sports fans, sports media, so on and so forth. But the thing is, is that why would LeBron give two shits about playing during the regular season? Why would you possibly, at 32, with your old man crew around you, exert any extra force to beat uh, Minnesota or uh, Toronto? Like, who cares? Okay, yeah, Toronto beat us. So, wow, we've lost four out of five. What does that matter to me? Put me... In the sixth seed, if you want to. Guess who's going to the championship? Me. You're, you're not going to beat LeBron at this stage, in his, in this stage of his career seven times, five, five, four times. You're not going to do it. It's just not going and, to. And you look at the cast of characters, man. I know they're getting older, bro, but you put Isaiah Thomas back in there, and I know it's going to take a little bit of time, but guess what LeBron's the king of? Making the adjustments. And the firepower that is Golden State, Golden State's become the villain now. You can feel the shift. It used to be America's little buddy-buddy team, but now with Kevin Durant, now that they got the win, nobody really – I'm not rooting for him anymore, and I feel like that's the kind of – the feeling throughout the sports community. They're over it. They're over Steph Curry. Clay Thompson's Mr. – he's a hell of a player, but personality-wise. They're kind of over Kevin Durant. All right, he got his championship. That's a nice thing. It's shifted. And, yeah, I like – I love Kyrie, man. It's good that he's going out and doing his own thing. And Boston is a team, dude, with four. I think the next four years, number one, first-round draft picks. Like, these guys are stockpiled to be, I mean, a hell of a team for ten years. 
And Beck loves Brad Stevens. A lot of our callers, Columbus especially, they love Brad Stevens. They love the system he runs. They love all that shit. It's good. It's dandy. It's fine. But the truth is, right now, Danny Ainge in Boston and company and Kyrie and Gordon Hayward on the bench, it's still LeBron's East. So just sit back and enjoy the show. Because he's not going anywhere until, until after this year. After this year, he's probably going to go to L.A., It's what it seems, at least. But right now, man, just enjoy it. Y'all should – Boston, you should watch this. In fact, I know that you like LeBron now. You've come around and just said he should be MVP anytime he's ever stepped on the court any season, any day, any year. Dude, I'm going to miss him when he's gone. We're going to be like, oh, damn. Ten years from now, it's going to be like, remember LeBron? And kids are going to be like, LeBron? I mean, it's like, you know, they're kind of like with Michael. It's now, they don't remember Michael Jordan. I barely remember Michael Jordan. But LeBron, when he's gone, dude, that's going to hurt, man. That's going to hurt the NBA. So right now, I agree 100%, dude. LeBron's going to be in the finals, and I really think that a Wade and a Derrick Rose and these guys, if they can just stay healthy enough to stumble in there, they're going to be just fine, man. I, and I see them beating, beating Golden State. Cleveland gets their ring. LeBron goes off into the sunset to go finish his career somewhere else. What's up? We got a caller on the line. Who's this? It's me. It's Brandon Columbus. Hey, Columbus, what's going on, man? I've got a lesser question for you. What what chance do you oh, give yeah. your Heat tonight of ending this win streak y'all been talking about? Very good. I listen, Columbus. I'm not I'm not taking anything away from you guys. I love it, the underdog, and it's been a nice run, man. I've seen I haven't seen that many of the Celtics games, um, but I've you know I've keep been following them closely, ish. And they there's been a lot of big comebacks that I've seen. Uh, you can maybe talk a little bit more about that, but tonight. I got this feeling, man, because this, this Heat team, when, when all these young kids and the, this young talent, Hassan Whiteside, Tyler Johnson, and James Johnson, and Deion Waiters, who I really don't like that much, but definitely has talent, when they want it, and Goran Dragic is leading the show, they can take it. And well, just, it ought to, be, ought, to be noted that, ought to be noted last time Boston was in Miami, Hassan Whiteside did not play. Mm-hmm. And there might be some but injuries he, that haven't even checked up. I should, I should probably check that he, out. But right now, is, you know what you get now. the feeling. He, he's playing tonight. Columbus, you know when you get the feeling. And when the feeling goes, man, when the feeling comes, that's, what, that's what's up, dude. That's what's up. That's what you got to roll with. You got to mm-hmm. roll with it. Columbus, listen, one more question, or not one more. We can talk. I mean, it's just me and you. I don't know where everybody else is, but we're holding it down. Uh, how do you how do you explain what your New York Giants did to Kansas City? What, is, what happened in that game? Because I wasn't watching my Sunday ticket. I had it on the play-by-play on a stupid iPad. So it was just dragging on and on and on and punt and punt and punt to a nine-six finish with force, force with one win coming into the game, pull off of the miracle, I guess you could say. Was it that the Giants yeah. finally showed up to play football, or was it the Kansas City was that bad? Kansas City has not looked good since they were six and zero, I think. So it, it, it's some of that. What I saw this week that I have not seen before doesn't mean it hasn't happened. But everything I read this week. Uh, suggested that uh, in the last hour before the game, Eli took things over and talked real hard and real passionate and real long and real fast. And he working hadn't with done that, apparently. He, had, he hadn't done that before. Working with the likes of Roger Lewis catching essentially the game-winning mm-hmm. catch. I know he didn't mm-hmm. get the end down. Mm-hmm. And Travaris King, who mm-hmm. uh, one of my buddies, who's a Giants fan, has always been really high on. But, hey, mm-hmm. how about this? You want to break some? You want to break some news to some of the listeners? I'll break some news All right. right now. All right. All right. Man. So the Kansas City Chiefs, as we're speaking of a downward spiral that they're on, considering they've lost four out of five, go out and make the big splash, the big name signing, and go ahead and get themselves Mr. The One and Only, Terrell Reba. Yeah. Uh, what's up? <laughs> what are your thoughts, first of all, on this? Is and I know it's still a name, but we have obviously all seen the decline of Darrell Reeves in recent years. Um, this this even sparked your interest at all, Columbus? Well, I don't know. I don't know the player. Uh, I saw him play. Um, he's got a great reputation, but you couldn't have proved it by what I saw last year. So this, I think, is just another indication that Kansas City is. You called it a tailspin. Uh, this is this is reaching out reaching out for a, a life preserver. And it seems to happen 
year in and year out. I mean, if you start thinking back about what Kansas City does, this is this is just typical, whether it's Andy Reid, whether yeah. it's Alex Smith. But this Kansas City team, it just blows my mind because there's so much talent there with Tariq Hill, Kareem Hunt, Akeem Hunt, whatever his name is. Uh, there's a lot of talent, and the firepower that those guys were showing in weeks one through four, one through five, I mean, they looked like this was an offense that, that can't be stopped. So now I, I come to mm-hmm. Conclusion that either it's a curse on Alex Smith and we just really see what he's made of, a curse on Andy Reid and we really see what his coaching skills are, or people figured out how to shut down the quickness of one Tyreek Hill or you know um, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, I, I don't know. I think last week it, it came down to uh, last Sunday. It, it came down to those three interceptions. Uh, you can't figure those in advance. You can't factor them in in advance, but. If you give the give the ball away three times, and Walter uh, Snacks Harrison had one of the interceptions, and uh, uh, Jenkins had had one. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember who the third interception was by, but that that just, that, that just pull your team pull your team down. You you don't see that coming, and you can't you can't plan for it. Well, I was also but it, look, it looks to me game. like that Kansas City ship is taken on water. Yeah, it sure does, and I don't think that Darrell Revis is the one to bail him out. Uh, to be honest with you, no, I don't either. Oh man, that was a not great, that not, was a great not the Darrell right Revis I saw last year. Well, exactly, he's he's done, yeah. and it it sucks to watch him do this because I think Kansas City fans might actually get some hope from this, and it's not going to be the Darrell Revis that they're expecting to come in because they obviously obviously haven't watched the tape recently on this guy. But um, so, anyways, you you pretty pumped for this game tonight? What are your thoughts on what's going to happen here? And also, let me let me hear what you've been thinking about the streak that the Boston Celtics have been on recently because it, it is impressive, man. I mean, what is it, sixteen now? It's this this would be seventeen. This would be seventeen mm-hmm. tonight. The two thousand eighteen. Uh, that won the title, won 18, uh, not out of the blocks, but, but won 18. Uh, and he, Kyrie had 47 points last night. Fine. But if the game goes to overtime, if, if it's tied at the end of regulation with him having 47 points, that lets you know that everybody on that team pushed in all of the chips that he had uh, everybody on that team gave everything they had, and it was you. You wouldn't think with 47 points, it's a team effort, but in an overtime game, every single point counts. Obviously, and it was mm-hmm. it was a team effort, and that's it's been that way all season. It's been that way all season. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm nervous about tonight. I, I'm nervous about I'm nervous about every game. They're, they're not going to they're not going to win. They're not going to go 80 and two. Uh, and this this could be the night the streak gets uh, cut, uh, or maybe not. We we'll just have to wait to see. Well, we can only hope, man. We can only hope. And yeah. I, I do want to I want to thank you for the call. I'm not sure where Beck is. I know Matt Money's not with us tonight, so I appreciate you calling in, Columbus. Um, I'm excited for have the a game, nice man. Thanksgiving, buddy. Well, hey, have hey, a we good always appreciate well. the calls. We got another call on the line here. We're gonna go right to him. Okay, um, I was. I think I was um, talking to an intern on the other line or something like that and listening to the show at the same time. Oh. Um, I actually called into the NBA, but off the NFL, like, I'm, I'm an older guy, a little bit older than, I think, the host of the show, and Andy Reid has a historic, um, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse, but of starting strong and, like, fizzling out. And he did it, for, he did it in Philadelphia for, I think that's why he lost his job in Philly. Where he would, you know, take these red hot eagles and, and go and like have a have a couple red hot victories. In well, the first historically, six or eight weeks. Andy Reid has been phenomenal after his bye week, and that is what threw off a lot of gamblers on this bet this week. He's been phenomenal. I've been watching it for my bye week, life, though. Him like just going really strong and fizzling out, like when when the playoff conversation starts, and then he'll lose, you know, he'll lose four or five games, you know, right in a row. Whenever that conversation, but I um that was just an I was talking to an intern I think while I was on hold, but I, I really called for the um the NBA of um <laughs> I um don't watch a lot of Sports Center so when I was watching the Celtics road trip and watching this winning streak, the um I didn't realize that Marcus Smart has a reputation as a flopper and I was actually kind of like floored on this uh, announcement oh. Dallas, especially hard on on Marcus Smart um continually it was very by I mean he's a home he's a I'm not sure his name. Um, big tall guy with glasses, but uh, whoever whoever he did not like Marcus Smart. He was really upset about the uh, the Mavericks loss. It was he was a home team, and he um, laid it on thick. And even interviewed Tiki Barber. Out of all people, uh, Tiki Barber was in the, in the stands 
and got Tiki Barber to concur with several like uh, several well, Tiki flopping. Barber could he couldn't flop forward if his bike depended on it. <laughs> I mean, he would have chased him across the ball, but that's beside the point. Anyway, I didn't I didn't realize, and, and the internet's full of memes like upon my you know what I mean to my like horror like like as I go into Google. So, so what's your yeah. main point here? Is smart a oh, flopper I was, hey, or I don't, not? I don't consider him a flopper. I was I think that um it's an ill. He's a smaller guy, you know, as far relative to the NBA and. I think um, he collides and he crashes with a lot of people and he tries to get favorable calls, but I think the, he's he's as tough as a coffin nail at an Irish funeral. I just don't see him as a flopper. I thought that was a little uh, maybe a little sour grapes, you know, a little little haterade from the sixteen and zero, and it was a tough loss. It was a tough loss for that. I, I just don't. I was I was shocked as an NBA fan to, to discover that Marcus Smart has a reputation as a flopper, and uh, I would beg to differ respectfully, so. Well, yeah, that's a great point to bring up because our co-host of the show, Eddie Fain, has a total different point on that aspect of that dude's play. He thinks that Marcus Smart is a complete fallacy in the NBA. He thinks the dude is no good, no business being in the NBA, that his (laughs) whole career at Oklahoma State was a complete fraud, Eddie, what do you have to say about this? Hang on now. I wouldn't take it that far, bro. I think you put a few little exclamation points where they didn't need to go. I'm not saying he doesn't belong in the NBA. I like to disagree with you when you go in very hard as as to pitch to me why Marcus Smart is as good as he is. And I've watched. I'm not going to defend his offense. Many times. You notice I'm not brought. I'm not. I'm not on here defending his like shooting capacity or his like offensive prowess or anything like that. I'm certainly not going to. Um, he's uh, call just, him he's you there. Are respecting it. He's present, and he has a lot of like that. He does need to be there for the Celtic success. He is a difference maker on a team. And especially on a team like that that has so many good players and so many role players, you need a catalyst to change the direction of your team. And that is a guy like Marcus Smart. Anything is just jealous because he has Goran Dragic. He has Goran Dragic on his squad who can't do nothing but bounce the ball up his toe and do his already busted lip to mess things up for him and his boy Hassan Whiteside. Marcus Moore is a true grit individual. I would take him on my favorite NBA team, and I would take him on my favorite NFL team as well. <laughs> yeah, listen. Listen, hang on real quick, uh, guys, before you want to go nuts with it. Yeah, okay. You're going to be your Marcus Smart apologist, and you know what he is, dude. We all know what he is, and I'm, I'm glad you're getting fired up now. Beck, I'm glad you're here on the show with me, Beck. I'm glad that you're finally talking to me, dude, because I want to talk so much shit to you that is blowing my mind right now. And I'm going to hold it back because all night tonight I'm going to call you 30 times to rub this in your face. And when Marcus Smart fouls out of the game, which he inevitably will, with five points, three rebounds, a block, Oh, Marcus Smart had a, a bad night. This is what's coming. That's a great game for Marcus. Oh, fouling out? Yeah. You can get fouls? Yeah, dude, put me on the court and I'll get some fouls. I'll probably get hurt in the process, but I'm telling you right now, dude, I'll get you five fouls. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, but we would like him to hurt somebody with some actual talent. Of his point. Like he, yeah, he will go three and 14, but the three he hits are desperately needed at the time. Um, they do shift momentum. I don't know if he needs much like improving on the team, but um, it, yes, the, the the timeliness of his points, and you can't measure that in stats or anything like that. Our call, Bill Jackson. I gotta ask you because you 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 seem like a knowledgeable person. What is it on planet Earth where this dude, when there's nothing on the line, can't hit a three? But when everything's on the line, Marcus Smart seems to be able to drain the thing, nothing but net. What is it in an individual? What is in their mind? Do you have any explanation for that? Because I don't. I'm, you can't hit you jack up, when there's nothing on the line, but when it's on the line, he's got it on mark. I guess he's had the whole game to kind of miss and range in, and usually, like, the timely times when you need the shots are at the end of the game. So... You know, he usually tends to start hitting him at the end of the game after he's, you know, shot a couple short, ranged in, overshot him, jacked See, him up. you're going in. with the law of probability. Who thought of that law? Yeah, like, and I was like, that's not, 
I'm not sure about that. I think it's it's when when your back's against the wall, when your back's against the wall and you only have to take action, your action seems to have better results when you're confident in what you do. When you have time to think about it and you know you're supposed to do it, but you don't really have to now, that's what it comes down to. Color, we love the call. You brought a lot of heat to the conversation. We can't wait to talk to you next week. Uh, what's your name? Okay, and then if I can run one more got... thing by you, I um, uh, my boss has talked me into a um, uh, Detroit Pistons. I've already bought the tickets. Detroit Pistons and Wizards on December first in DC. Uh, any advice? Um, new boss. And um, <laughs> I have any wait, talking wait, points about the stadium or about the, the, the Detroit Pistons club? Like, what do, how do I fill the silence? You have to go with your silence? boss. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this ought to be good. Hang on, hang on, all right, hang on. I really want to hear this advice, JV. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna take five seconds of airtime real quick. If you think of how you're gonna answer this, because this I gotta hear. Go ahead, KB. What, what would you do in that situation, Beck? Yeah. I mean, it's an offer you can't refuse. Hey, you know, interested in this ticket? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And it turns out I thought I was yeah. getting two tickets when, in fact, I'm going with my boss. So there's no bad news. Right? <laughs> I know nothing of either club. And well, this is what you got to do. Like in any situation, do what KB wouldn't do. When you're in a situation <laughs> like this, you drink two less drinks, not two more. You think you would want to get two more beers so you feel more comfortable, but in actuality, you want to drink yeah. two less. Have two less okay. beers. Make sure that you offer to buy everything for your boss. Make sure you offer to buy because you know he's going to pay for it anyway. And <laughs> roll with the punches. <laughs> and also celebrate the team he's rooting for, whether you oh, like it or not. Very good. Very yeah, good. I think um, he's a Howard University um, graduate. I think he's a D.C. guy. Um, yeah, I was going to uh, – do you know anything about the stadium or any, like um, – Who's the most I couldn't tell you where Howard right University It was built plays. in 1946 by, I think, Howard Thompson, if you want to bring nice. that up. Because he did right, the I'm most – I think that was the first actual inner um, structure that was done by Mr. Thompson in that area. And he was he came from South Africa, which is actually a pretty interesting fact if you think about it. First yeah, South all right. There, yeah, that's perfect. The stadium. Yeah. Also, also, I would fact check Ethan on that before you bring it up <laughs> into a conversation <laughs> with your boss. I would oh, definitely and, um, fact check that one. Yeah, and who do we watch out for in the Pistons? Uh, is Avery Bradley still? Did he go there to trade or? Well, Avery, I used to call him Avery Bradley when he was on the team that I was a fan of. Um, I will always root for Avery Bradley, no matter what team he's on. He's a true is baller, he in Detroit right an now? NBA player. I like that guy. Uh, is he in Detroit right now? Yeah, I, no, I can't. No, uh, I, I can't tell you where he is. Uh, do you uh, know okay. Eddie? I'm, I was, I thought he was no, in Detroit, okay. so I was gonna um, maybe take a look. Yeah, see hey. you there. Hey, we, we got to drop you. That was a great call. Okay, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me. And thank right, you for bringing one of the best blitzes that uh, we that we've had on the Thanksgiving edition. Let's go to this next caller, Eddie Fan. I can't wait to see how you deal with this one. Let's run uh, oh, yeah, with yeah. this mofo. What do you got? Yeah, Where's the zone you bringing the blitz from? Hey, yeah, this is Naj in Atlanta. Uh, I don't know who started the mofo stuff, but you another one. Uh, what's going on, y'all? What up, bro? What's wrong with the mofo stuff? Nah, nothing. I just take take any shot I can when I can. That's all. Easy opening. <laughs> Why not take a shot? You're like you doing well on the show already. Indeed, indeed. So what y'all getting into, man? I'm catching up late. I just heard the you know last oh, call. Oh, bro, you know but... what it is, man. We got the Celtics Heat game, seven thirty, bro. I'm telling you, the Heat are gonna win it. Beck's trying to tell me why Marcus Smart's gonna be an All Star or whatever the hell he's talking about right now. It's just new usual nonsense. Uh. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and weigh in on it? Who you got winning this one tonight? This is the first NBA game I've been excited about really all season besides the uh, initial tip-off of Cleveland-Boston. Yeah, well, the, the winning streak has gone on for so long, so you just bet the other side now and wait on the winning streak to end. So even if it's a bad team, you bet on them to win. That's how I'm putting my money. But, uh, yeah, they got a shot to win it. Uh, Drogic, uh may give Kyrie a few problems. You know, he's good defensively. He's good. You, him you, a know, bit. you know, I uh, like Marcus Smart, though, man, I'm, that is the dirtiest I'm, dude in the league. I hate everything nah, he stands for, the sliding nah. under people. 
the grabbing, the pulling. I don't like how he plays basketball. Like, but then, the Celtics, then, man. You don't, then you don't like how people used to play quarterback back in the day in football, man. You got to do that. If you're not grabbing, pulling, if you're not rubbing, you're not racing, man. Come on, man. Mother Smart plays tough-ass ball. You go to a playground and you're not playing like that, you ain't going to win, man. That's the way it is. But I do agree with your other point. I'll let you come back at me on both of these because I do agree with your other point where they got to go cold sometimes. They're on such a hot streak, you never know when it's going to end. They've been able to fight off colds for us throughout the winning streak to this point. But down in Miami against a decent team, it's going to be tough. But Marcus Smart, he's not playing dirty ball. He's playing smart ball. And his name is Marcus Smart. So come on and try and battle that. Yeah, hey, whatever, man. Hey, hey, man, some people appreciate effort. I appreciate that. <laughs> like, he plays hard, I get it, but I, I just don't like dirty guys as far as how he plays. But, I mean, so, you know, it so is what it is. They got a good team. So, so he's getting a reputation as a flopper now. Do you think that yeah. his flopping is dirtier or his ripping and grabbing and bumping and grinding is worse? Or do you, it, it, That's just a flopping, huge game. Yeah, the flopping thing is probably overstated because everybody's trying to get calls. But it's just the grabbing, the constant crying, uh, the acting like he can make a play when he can at certain points. Like, dude, the person is already dunking. Now, why are you jumping? Like, you're not really making a play. You just, you know, that, that try oh, stuff that you coaches You know what? Like, I'm like, glad. Out, I'm so glad you brought that point up because me and Ethan, we had a battle about that the other night. There, I give Marcus Smart a lot of respect for that sometimes because there's not a lot of people that would jump into a situation that they're already going to be posterized on. Marcus Smart has no problem but doing dude, that. How can you not respect bro. that as a man? Get out of here. How oh could God, you respect bro. that as a man? It's a lack of dignity, man. You know, we're trying to block shots, man, but you can't be out here just getting posterized and acting like that's normal. Like, no, that's supposed to be a once-in-a-season event. So, so, you're so supposed you to get posterized have, So you'd rather have Lonzo Ball, who, who'd rather let his Whoa. dad do the talking have his daddy the talk and then jump up there and try and defend a dunk and, and maybe get a foul. You'd rather have somebody that just duck out from that? I'd, have, I'd take, no, you gotta, I'd take you Marcus Smart any day of the week we on that, jump in there and contest that, and contest that dunk. Get in there, no, foul, you got a long list foul. of people before we would get to Lonzo. No, I wouldn't take Lonzo. Which I, is true, I, which is true. Might not have been the best yeah, spot comparison hold on, hold on going second. forward. Hold on, hold on one second. Yeah, I think the thing with Lonzo is all of the hype that they just watch this guy make a pass through point guard into And now people Hey, we're gonna, losing a little bit. Clear clear it up and reiterate that point. Clear it up and reiterate yeah. that point. Yeah, his father was able to make a pass first point guard into must see TV. So you gotta give it to his father for doing the promotional ridiculousness that he did. Uh he's like he's he's stupid like a fox to a certain degree. But then the, the other part of it is He's Ricky Rubio. Like, there's only so much so far he can go as far as ceiling. He's not that athletic. He's not that fast. Great handle, great passer. But, you know, there's only so much uh, ball can do. So, I mean, he's not a franchise guy. But, you know, the hype is kind of true. Well, no. Wait now. Wait. Well, here's the deal, Eddie. The more LeVar speaks up, the more Lonzo gets in his shell. And I think he's hurting Lonzo. It's 100% what this is, man. I, I agree with everything that the caller said about Marcus Smart. And I think both of you, you can't call on the ball a buff yet. Not even close. Uh, and the other thing is, you're absolutely right. The fact is that he's trying to put on such performance in L.A., man, that when he's at home in L.A. coming as a Los Angeles kid, he's shooting. He's playing so much better on the road than he is at home. It's, it's ridiculous, the numbers. He's shooting 36% from three on the road. He's shooting like 14 percent from three at home he's trying so hard to be what he's not he's not comfortable yet and it's because of the pressure and also i agree with what you said about lavar ball i hate him can't stand him he's made everyone in america knows his name they know the ball kids they know what this is because he did a beautiful job of marketing it and even though we hate him he you know we know his name so that's half of it but the thing is alonzo ball Give it some time, man, because if you want to call him a bust, I don't think that it's there yet. And I think that you, you just got to let this kid play out. You got to put some weight on him and let him figure out exactly what kind of a player he is because the shot is so ugly, and I don't think you're going to be able to change his mechanics that much. But give him time 
before we just just write him down the road because he had some really good well, games. Well, but that's the thing, though. I'm games. not calling him a bust. I'm saying get the get the expectations realistic. He's there more in the realm of Ricky Rubio than Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd had yeah, next I've level quickness and strength when he was growing up. Before. When you watch this kid, like, he doesn't have the explosion, quickness, or anything. That's not something he's going to gain with age. Uh, he has mm-hmm. certain athletic uh, limitations on him. You know what I mean? That's, that's not his fault. That's just what he, it is. Here's my so, deal. Here's my you know, deal Rubio's straight up. a nice point guard. You know, here's nice. my deal straight up on Lonzo Ball. If his dad doesn't shut the fuck up, then he's going to keep shelling up, and he's never going to be the player that he could be. Every time his dad speaks up, he cowers down. There's already been a couple fights that he's backed down from on the L.A. bench, and we all yeah, see well, it. He's 19, man. He ain't, 19, you little dude ain't going to be out here fighting. Man, when I was 19, I was fighting way better than when I was 29 I was fighting way better at 19 than I am at 29. True, but here's the thing with his father you got to understand. It's either going to go one or two ways. Either they're just going to have a symbiotic relationship where he's the mouth and, and the kid's the baller and, you know, they, they just get along, or there's going to be a split and at some point he's not going to talk to his father and it's going to take some time for him to heal this. Like, that, that, those are the only two ways it's going to go. But as far as him being vocal and all of that and then Lonzo shrinking, Man, that shouldn't have anything to do with you on the court, man. That's a totally listen, different thing. Listen, you Lonzo, a point guard. Lonzo you got the already, toughest matchups every night. Lonzo is you already with your having own to business. distance himself from his dad. He's already having to distance himself from his dad. Coach, his head coach, Luke Walton, has already said, you know, we're not worried about what LeVar – and I don't even like to say the dude's name, man, because he's not like media – he's not attention-worthy. He's – He's just not. We shouldn't oh, be talking about the guy. He's just, he just carved he's out just his own Lonzo's space. Dad. He's, he's just Lonzo's dad. He's not LeVar. He's Lonzo's dad. There's no reason nah, to even man. talk about the nah, guy. There's no reason. The and, that dude changed Lonzo the whole sneaker landscape. To the, himself. Hold on, hold on. The more, the more Lonzo gets under the wing of Luke Walton, because Luke Walton's dad actually played in the NBA and had a good-ass career unlike Lonzo Ball's dad. He needs to stay with Luke, not Lonzo's dad. And that's that's the final thing. Nah, that. man, that, that's a personal decision. You can't tell anyone that they should separate themselves from their father. That's a personal thing. But just just understand it in this way, man. No matter how stupid LeVar is, like I said, he's changed the whole sneaker game landscape. There's going to be a smarter guy than him who comes next who does the same thing but in a more effective way and scares the hell out of Nike, Adidas, and everybody else. So he's just the first shot in this. Somebody else is going to do it better. So he just changed everything, even though, you know, we all consider him a, you know, a publicity hound and, you know, somewhat of an idiot. Uh, he has clumsily changed everything, and you've got to get that dude credit well, for that. Well, well, here's one thing I don't consider Lonzo's dad to be. I don't think that he's an idiot by any means. I think he's actually a smart individual. I think he's just arrogant and he goes about things in the wrong way for perception of the public. But he definitely does things in the right way. You're right. He's opened the door. He's kicked down the doors of Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. He, nobody, yeah. No individual has ever rattled the cages of these big companies like he has. And I give him so much respect for that. But I also thought, you know, once when Lonzo got to the NBA that he would back off, but now he's calling out the Lakers coaching staff, just like well, he's he calling out the AAU coaching staff, His and he's calling out the UCLA coaching staff, yeah. and it's not going to stop. Uh, but well, he doesn't have a model Lonzo's dad. Lonzo's is dad is not dumb. That's Lonzo's all he dad does. is not dumb. He's not <laughs> yeah, dumb. He well, he's he a, he's well, a smart dude. Misspoke. But he can't throttle it down. He has one setting. So you, you can't expect him to actually temper everything. No, this is what it's going to be. But, you know, overall, the question becomes at the end of the day, did he plug into what culturally is uh, where we are in the moment? You see 45 as a president and you see this guy making headlines. Maybe we all missed the boat on what we thought norms were. Maybe norms are being broken and we're looking at a society that's changing and somehow these outliers uh, seem to be what, you know, what actually draws attention. So, you know, we can talk about them all we want to. They had their finger on the pulse way better than most of us did. I'll give it to you. And, and, to, and to capitalize on what you're talking about, 
uh, Lonzo's dad, nobody can take the temperature of a room better than him, man. He understands the cultural climate, and he capitalized on it. What do you got to say about that, thing? Shut up, man. Come on, dude. What are you doing? I actually don't want to bring up this dude anymore. I mean, we made a point (laughs) we need to make. Let's not not crown him as not. He's not that great. He's just a clown. He's a character. He's a very intriguing character that we all want to keep our eye on because he's always saying the next thing that comes out of his mouth is stupider than the one before. Also, I do understand what you're saying about the shoes, and maybe he did open the door for other people. But let's not – dude, enough, man. Just let me watch the kid play ball. I don't care <laughs> about the ball family. I want you to know, he's play a sport. fun guy to watch play basketball, that kid Lonzo. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, when he's it's going good, when he's I've going good, it's fun to watch. Yeah, when and he's I'm going good, it's fun to watch. Else. Look, the thing you said about 19 and 25 or whatever the fight – Dude, yeah, once this guy becomes a man at 23, he probably will have some type of falling out with his dad. At the same time, his dad will have his energy focused in other places, i.e. the other two kids, the businesses, the show, the 15 minutes, the long, drawn-out 15. Let's call it the 20 minutes of fame. It's kind of over, and now it's more of a money thing. And Lonzo will be okay and be his own man at 22, 23. But, man, this shit is going to drag on for another year or two. Eventually, Lonzo Ball is going to have to finally just say, look, Dad, all right. We're, we got here. We're here. You gotta <laughs> let me play some ball, man. And, and does he seem like I, a reasonable I gotta man that's going to listen to his son? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> who would you right recognize more <laughs> in public, Steve Harvey or Lavar Ball? Who's more what? Who would you recognize easier in public, Steve Harvey or Lavar Ball? Steve mean, Harvey. Man, it depends on who you're talking to. A sports fan or see Lavar Ball. Mainstream America see Harvey because they think he's funny over there. For some reason, they think that's funny. But uh, man, I love that that 45 point, though. Think about it 45, no political background, no understanding of legislation, takes this moment all the way to the top chair in the country. Like, we do got to recognize that some people have figured out this moment, man. And LeVar, barbershop personality that he somehow packaged into this. Because, I mean, this is what usually bad barbershop sports opinions, they, they say the shit LeVar Ball says every day. Like when you go in a barbershop and you hear stupid sports opinions, that's typically what you get. Somehow mm-hmm. these two guys packaged that stuff and, and got to the top of the hill, man. I, I don't know, man. And gotta give can you me. explain that to me? Because I'm waiting for somebody to give me an explanation to how that I works. I can give you an explanation. I've been trying I can give you an explanation. I can give you an explanation. I can give you an explanation. This is where our country is. This is what it is. Social media is king. No, social media is king. It is. It's taken over everything. By using your own devices in your hand, you can do this. By saying the most out, just be more outlandish than the last person. Oh, he said that. Oh well, no, the Earth is flat. What? Oh, man. oh, that made you. Oh, that made you. Oh, that made you. Man, we fucked up shit all the time on picking up the blitz, exactly. man, and we ain't and got there. Look at how much the show is blowing up. But listen to me. That's it. And the barball can say whatever he wants, kind of get away with it. Yeah, he does get away with it. And boom, Trump, our president, is the same guy. He's the same dude. He says whatever. Literally the same up. guy. That's just Trump being Trump. So you can say, how did the barball get there? How did, oh, bro, we turned political real quick? Damn, picking up the blitz first on Thanksgiving Eve. And you say, how did Trump get in the White House? <laughs> same shit. Just say the most nonsensical shit ever. And people are like, wait, what? Okay. Hey Eddie, Eddie. Now, oh, no now that we've gone, now that we've gone, yeah, we so went too far. We went too far. I want to, I want to bring up this. No, we're too especially far. Especially with this caller, especially with this caller on the line, because I, I, I think that everybody is is kind of like rolling over on this point. But have you guys noticed the amount of USA on a lot of the NFL coaches' uh, backs? Well, all, of the, all of the NFL shop gear say USA on the back of it now. Like, that's it the way it's backtracking. No, Well, the NFL is always clumsy and advocating for anything. So if they feel like they're at a position where they have to reinforce something, which would be the, the attack on their, their so-called patriotism, so, of course, they're going to double down and do it, but, you know, it's not going to come off well. It's going to be really – abrasive and in your face and just kind of look not genuine. So, I mean, this is what they're good at uh, just from the breast cancer stuff with all the pink and all of that. 
Like, do do any of us think they really care about any of these issues? No. They're Dude, don't find, their don't find a and, cat you know, to wear pink shoes what they do. if it ain't in the right month. Yeah, but at the same time, that's smart business because if you advocate for one thing, then somebody else wants to do something. So their whole stance was don't advocate for anything. Uh, you write that about your mother's cancer on your shoes, got to find you. Sorry, we don't want to advocate for anything because then we'll uh, be held to that standard. So, I mean, it's a good corporate stance to take for them, but. No matter I don't know, what. man. For me, for me, it seems like I gotta lean left. I gotta lean right. I gotta fly down the middle. I can't just fly straight. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't want to offend somebody. I don't want to do this. They don't, I don't want, want any problem. It put is it, just, it's just to, a ridiculous like culture. When we used to when you just got watch sports, man, it used to be it used to be your to team Cole, versus okay? my team. It used to be your team versus my team. Is my team gonna whoop your team's ass or not? And that was it. And now all of a sudden we're we're we we got the we created this show picking up the blitz, you know, to talk sports, help people win money and fantasy bragging rights, and all of a sudden we got this going on, man. It's almost like unexplainable. Well, that's what the owners are saying as they try to deal with this tossed into their lap because you know they don't want any parts of this. They want to go on the business as usual, but uh, it appears that won't be possible. So now money, money as usual. Yeah, well, like I said, man, they don't want to go from having Coke as a sponsor to RC Coke. So they want to keep things as, you know, normative as possible. My dog, But it, it, just can't, it just can't be done at this point. So now they're looking for a way to figure this out. Uh, the only interesting thing to come out, of, come out of this lately is probably if Kaepernick actually gets the discovery stuff and we get emails from ownership. No. No, if no, y'all no, ever no. work let anywhere, me, me you know. Don't do it, no call it back. Don't do it, man. And, and let's stop calling you caller. What, what, what's your name again? <laughs> I, I apologize. Yeah, this is Naj in Atlanta, man. Naj in Atlanta. Hey, you, you, I think you might have called Kaepernick. in one time before, right? Uh, maybe. I think maybe. so. Uh, yeah, yeah. If the season ended right now, the NFL season, what would you – what would you – what would be the most memorable thing of this season right now? If it ended right now, you can't do that, man. That's a stupid question, bro. You can't do that yet. Yeah, well, you know what the most memorable thing is, is all the nonsense that's gone into the MFL season. It's obviously not the product. All right, I know you're asking the caller. I'm just saying you got to wait until the playoffs where actual real football gets back to being real football. Caller, go ahead. You can answer yeah, his garbage yeah. question he's threw at you. Yeah, I, I think I he's trying to push me to say the Eagles, and I hate the Eagles, so I'm not saying Carson Wentz and the Eagles. I'll just tell you that, okay? Because I think that's what you're trying to say. If so the season ended right now, you'd be thinking the Eagles. You'd be thinking about Philadelphia and Carson Wentz. You wouldn't be thinking about any of this other crap. Yeah, I'll put it to you like this, man. Everybody has their what they believe in. So I don't think we can call it crap because if, if they could, they would have washed this away a long time ago. But, no, this is ongoing. This is going to be going on next year. Like, this is not stopping. Just, like, this, this is, is heartbreaking to me. This is heartbreaking to me. There's not yeah. a play. There's not – well, I'll give it to you. You did give it up to a team. Well, what was but there's not a, John Watson, some of the plays he made when nobody really expected anything out of him. You know, that yeah, was, that that was gonna be mine, man. Deshaun Come Watson, on, man. I, okay, but uh, yeah, he's you talk about what's the most memorable thing? There's nothing thing. memorable that's happening, dude. No, you can't do this, dude. Deshaun Watson's. This is what the NFL is. It's garbage, bro. This is what I brought up last week. This is what we're looking at. Yes, Deshaun Watson was going to be a great story, but it didn't materialize yeah. because of injuries and all this stuff. This is what the NFL season is memorable for. Nothing. Backups like Nick Peterman coming in and talking about, who the hell is Nick Peterman? Oh, Nate you, oh, Peterman. Hey, you oh, want to talk Peterman. about Nathan Peterman, Five who I picked well, up on the Hold on, hold on, hold on. They, they still got two strong storylines to, to unfold. They got the Brady old man storyline still oh, getting it done, about the and they the got the Carson Wentz storyline. Like Those are the two storylines they got. But I do have, and of course, I do have something to tell you all about, about Nathan Peterman. I picked up Nathan Peterman on my fantasy team, but I didn't start him. He fans told me, gave me some good advice. He said, don't start that cat over Case Keenum. And I was like, I don't know, man. I got a feeling about this Nathan Peterman. And Nathan Peterman turned out to be a chose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So you got Houston, so you got Tom Savages, uh, Blaine Gabbert, Nathan Peterman. You got Scrubs, the quarterback. So, yeah, there are two stories that are interesting. It's called the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe Pittsburgh creeping up in the AFC and maybe one other team in the NFC. Probably not. So just call it a Super Bowl and let's have one good game. Just show me something in the playoffs because if any of these scrub teams with these scrub quarterbacks get in there, it's not worth watching. The wild card games are going to be so bad. No, no, you know what else we saw? We saw that good coaching and understanding that you need to build around whatever you have as opposed to trying to make people fit into a system is what matters. So Zimmer in Minnesota to where he's had quarterbacks in flux all year and he has to play Case Keenum. He actually has Case Keenum playing at a high level because of the way they drafted and, you know, the way they use them. So the, the fact that we got and other coaches you can, you can who use just the try same to force model, things in. You like, can use the same model for Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams. To piggyback yeah, on man. that, you could use the same yeah, model man. for the Rams. The Rams right. are – dude, I, I got to say this, man. Jerry Goff throws a great deep ball. Oh, yeah. Pretty deep ball. But, but from what we saw last year, it looked like Jared Goff was going to wash out of the league. Sean McVay comes in there and works with him. Now, well, you know, you see, okay, why this guy's not top pick. So, coach to the talent you have, don't they, try to make people fit it, into a back system. Then they were building, that was back when they were building up Trump and they were building up Hillary and they were breaking down Jared Goff on hard knocks, man. That's what the media does. It just put, like we were talking about earlier, just make, it just portrays. Uh, but, see, but I, I don't blame the media for that, though. I blame the last coaching staff who tried to make Jeff him do Fisher. things he's not good at. Jeff no, you Jeff use Fisher. the player's strength, coach to that. Yeah, the mustache, the great seven and nine. <laughs> Finally out you of the league. Somebody, and there's a few more guys in the you league. You better have an offensive to. coach. Yeah, you better have an offensive coach. Even got creative. Which, After which is why out, we won. He puts in Watson and changes his system. Why? Because you play to your player's strength, man. You don't try to force guys to do things they're not good at. But there's too many coaches who do that and still have a job. And they got to be washed out of the league. Three minutes left I'm in the show. You, I'm with you, dog. All right, hey, man. Y'all been been great. Great, but appreciate y'all letting it's me on so long, man. It's been a great hey, call, you man. In, You're bro. one of these dudes that I would not say this to. Catch me outside. How about that? Because <laughs> I know you got some great <laughs> arguments, bro. Yeah, man, I've been known to start shooting the empty room, man. It is what it is, bro. But hey, y'all have a good one. And uh, yeah, yeah, hey, man. Get, get don't don't bet week. on the Celtics tonight. I'm about to cash out tonight, Miami. Put the oh, money down. Man. Oh man, that's that's too much. That's too much. Eddie, I hope you got the game already, man. We about to hit it up, dog. What? What did you just say? We still the air. <laughs> I didn't understand what he said. And he now, started, so I I know, know, keep it out by your boy e Fame Kyle Back, brought to you by Gold Chains of Champagne Entertainment. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I like that. Game ball. My game ball Fine. goes out to the callers that hung with us the whole time through technical difficulties. This dude brought a lot of good points to the show. My man right here, what's your name again? Oh, he's gone. Eddie fan, I guess you're going to have to take over for him. What we got going down for game balls? It goes to uh, Peterman, dude. Five picks in the first half after I had to listen to your hey, old hey, spiel hey, about you gotta give, you his gotta YouTube give highlights. Showed, man. You got to give Peterman showed, man, some props because only four footballs hit the ground while he was playing quarterback. Hell of a guy, man. Hell of a guy. All right, so Hell that was the guy. game ball segment. Yeah, that was the Baker game ball Mayfield. segment. We, this we is the end of the show. Knock it off, man. Stop. Just stop for a second. Baker Mayfield. This dude's a star. This dude's got moxie. This dude's grabbing his nuts on the sideline. This dude's the man. Hopefully it translates in the NFL. Probably won't. I think Baker Mayfield's must-see TV. Baker Mayfield gets the game ball. Get off his nuts. Literally, man. Stop. Everybody needs to calm down. Oh, he's, he's so bad for the sport. Oh, he's so bad for the Give me a face.
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.